The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus called the crowd to him and said to them, Listen and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. Then the disciples approached and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? He answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind guides of the blind. And if one blind person guides another, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain this parable to us. Then he said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and goes out into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. For out of the heart come all evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Have mercy on me, Lord, Son of David. But he did not answer her at all. Is this the Jesus that you've come to know? Is this the same man who takes the Pharisees to task for not heeding God's call for mercy? How can the same man who had compassion on the crowds, who says, come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest, how can that same man flatly ignore a woman pleading for her daughter to be made whole? to be rescued from this demon. 
And when he does speak to her, his answer is no, in no uncertain terms. He said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But the Canaanite woman is undeterred. After all, with her daughter suffering so greatly, to whom would she turn? Where could she go? She came and knelt before him, saying, pleading, Lord, help me. Okay, now we expect Jesus to do his thing. Whose heart wouldn't go out to a woman in such plight? But Jesus remains unfazed. In fact, Jesus' response sounds cold to our ears. It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. Well, that'd be it for me. I would be heading for the door and breaking multiple commandments under my breath as I went out. That'd be me. Maybe it would be you too. But not this Canaanite woman. Though it seemed that Jesus had slammed the door in her face, she saw a way in through the doggy door of faith. See what I did there? Doggy door. <laughs> yes, Lord, she agrees with him. Yes. For even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. She freely admitted that she had no right to call upon the Lord and to expect healing for her daughter. She had no right, no claim to be able to sit at the table with the children of the master. As a Syrophoenician woman descended from the Canaanites of old, she was no child of the promise given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Her ancestors had been no friend to Israel. Her people had no use for Israel or for Israel's God. And so she agrees with Jesus. She confesses that she is, as the Jews saw them, a Gentile dog, unworthy of receiving anything from the Jewish Messiah, the son of David. She knows she has no right, no claim to call upon Jesus and expect a favorable answer. And yet, even so, this woman comes. She comes to this Jewish Messiah to beg a favor, unmerited, unwarranted, to beg it from the one that she calls Lord. She is not asking for fairness. She's not pleading a case for justice. She is begging for mercy. 
She's saying, throw me a bone here, Lord. I don't deserve it, but I need it. And you are merciful. She is content to beg for scraps at the table of her Lord, trusting that it is better to be a dog in the master's house than to be apart from him. For only at the table of grace can one find healing, forgiveness, wholeness, and life. And while it at first seemed that her Lord Jesus would send her away empty-handed, as he was well in his right to do, now Jesus knows that he is caught by his own words. And he is happy to be so caught. See, God loves to have his word used in this way. God delights to have people trust in his word. And he gives his word so that we can use it, just as this Canaanite woman did. Whatever Jesus' expression was before, he is certainly smiling when he says, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you exactly as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. Brothers and sisters, Jesus has given us so much more than table scraps. Though we are, just like this Canaanite woman, beggars of God's mercy, he gives it freely because God is a God of mercy. Here, Jesus plays no cat and mouse game with us, but freely gives us his word of promise. He gives it to us in holy baptism where he claims us as his daughters and sons, not because we have earned it in any way, not because of any blood that runs through our veins, but because God is merciful to the sinner. And he claims sinners as his own. You heard it already this morning in the absolution, the forgiveness of your sins, not because you've done anything to atone for them on your own, not because you're such wonderful, good people all on your own, but because God is merciful to the sinner. And when you came here this morning pleading for mercy, you heard his word of promise given to you. We receive it when we receive from our Lord's table his very own body and blood given for us for the forgiveness of our sins. And in these audible and tangible ways in our ears and on our brows and on our lips, Jesus gives to us his word of mercy. that We may hold on to it. It's not fair. It is not because we've earned it. 
It is not ours by right. God's word, God's action on our behalf, Jesus crucified for the sinner, for you, for me, is God's grace. It is God's display of mercy. And we are grateful. He gives you this promise of his mercy, of his grace, that you may hold on to it through all of life. Because there will be times in your life, maybe even this week, when God will seem to be silent in the face of your suffering, unmoved by the struggles that you face, the suffering that you endure. When Jesus seems to be deaf to your pleas for mercy, in these moments of God's apparent no, faith, clings to the clear yes that we have in Jesus Christ. In these moments when we might be tempted to call God's character into question, faith holds on to the promise of who God has revealed himself to be in the person of Jesus Christ. A God who shows mercy to the sinner. Faith indeed is so bold as to remind God of who he is. So when it seems that you're all on your own, with no one looking out for you, that perhaps even God has left you to sort it out on your own, faith, faith reminds God that he is a guardian of the stranger, that he is a sustainer of the widow and the orphan. He claims as his own the sinner. When you are weary from the tasks that God has given to you, and you fear that God is asking you to do the impossible, Remind God that he is the strength of those who are weak. The salvation of those who are crushed in spirit. When you're out of resources, money, food, ideas, and everywhere you turn seems to be a dead end, remind God that he has promised to raise the poor from the dust and lift the needy from the ash heap. When you have sinned against God and your neighbor, and you fear that this was one time too many, one step too far, that in short, you have worn out God's mercy and cheapened his grace, remind God that he gives his grace to those who by no means deserve it. It is in his very nature to be gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Read through the Psalms, read through the scriptures and see the promises that God gives 
the revelations of who God is, a God of mercy, and use those promises by faith to trust in God, to remind God of who he is, to give to God praise for being a God of mercy. As you go through your lives this week, by all means, remember this doggedly determined woman of faith. Remember her example and follow it, but even even more so, remember her Lord and yours, Jesus, the Son of David. Remember his mercy shown to the sinner and remind him of who he is and remember that he never tires of being so reminded. In the name of Jesus, amen.